sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Welcome into the morning after Happy Friday. Getting the weekend started right. A couple of laughs, cash and tickets. I'm Dub Sanderson filling in for Benny Stevens. And look, I can't break it all down myself this morning. So I've called in the big guns, Joe Ranieri. Make it rain, Ranieri, on a Friday, Joe. I know you're excited to see me. I know you're excited with so much going on in the sports world, especially this weekend. We've got a big card for the UFC, the PGA Tour, the Rocket Mortgage Classic. Don't get me started. Round two already underway. In football, it's officially back, Joe. What is it? Four more weeks. I'm already working on my touch, my touchdown dance, if you will, for when I catch tickets on a Sunday afternoon. But I've got to ask you, Joe, Kyler Murray. I mean, they made a fall of this man earlier in the week. The Cardinals paying them back $230 million. That's our guy. Mm-hmm. But we need you to do study. No more PlayStation time. It's all about the study. If you're taking the six flags, Joe, he's not getting on all the roller coasters. But since yesterday, the Cardinals, they've backflipped. They're saying, no, we're now taking that addendum that clause out of the contract he's our guy how dare they happy friday joe what do you make of the whole kyler murray sitch pleasure uh to be with you here dubs and if you're not holding any tony finau tickets in your cash you and i are not talking anymore um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's always a pleasure and i'm glad to see ben uh continues to uh mail it in here uh so <laughs> let's talk here a little bit about kyler murray uh because the reality is you just invested 230, 230 and a half, somewhere in that ballpark there on that uh, extension, which he really, uh, I don't know, call me crazy, didn't deserve. Uh, But yet he did get it. And then we come to find out that they they had to put in a homework clause on an addendum uh, to the contract. And of course, uh, I am sure the agents of Kyler Murray weren't having that, which is why it ended up uh, getting leaked. Uh, but w- that you can't put that genie back in a bottle, can you, uh, Dubs? Let's be realistic, because nah. now it's out, and the only way you're spending $230.5 million invested in a quarterback, um, the fact that you had or felt that you needed uh, to put a clause in there that would guarantee he'd spend at least four hours, I think it was, four hours a week in film study or something along those lines. Um, you can't unring that bell, guys. That tells us everything we need to know about Kyler Murray, his work ethic. Uh, you can't now all of a sudden come over and tell us, no, 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 we're only kidding. Um, no, he's really, he's just, he's superb. He's just, he really is. He's a classroom re- like, no, obviously he's not. You had to put it in. I think it's a disaster. I think it's a disaster waiting to happen. I don't think he'll ever stay healthy long enough to play a full season. I'm not a big uh, Kingsbury uh, fan, and yet here we are. Congratulations, uh, Arizona. Uh, back to being a dumpster fire. $230.5 million in a guy you had to make sign his name to an addendum that would require him, I don't know, uh, to study film so he doesn't get killed during a game on Sunday. Unbelievable, Dubs. Yeah, it's not a good start to training camp, John. It's like when uh, you, you get a couple of drinks in here and the next day someone's like, mate, do you remember uh, what you said there last night? No, 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 I didn't say that. Yeah, you did. Oh, well, I didn't undo- mean it. I didn't mean it anyway. So let, let's just try and take that one back, but you can't take it back so it doesn't feel... Uh, the room with a lot of confidence. Big signing news nope. yesterday. Well, 
contract extension, Joe, for DK Metcalf getting $72 million uh, for the next three seasons, 58 of that guaranteed $30 million signing bonus, making him the highest paid player on the Seattle uh, Seahawks roster, sixth highest paid wide receiver in the league. What's the outlook for the Seahawks and what do you make of DK Metcalf? I'm a big fan. Yeah, I, I'm a huge uh, Metcalf uh, fan as well, and you should be. I mean, he had one more year, I think, left on his rookie deal. He wasn't. He he showed up at camp, Dubs, and he's like, "Yeah, no, um, not gonna go ahead and uh, do it until you pay me." Well, he got paid, and uh, deservedly so. Uh, as we uh, welcome in our radio audience from around the country here on uh, the one and only uh, the morning after here on the Sports Grid Network. He's Dubs Anderson. I'm Joe Ranieri. Talking to NFL with the Seahawks and Metcalf signing there. 216 catches, over 3,100 yards, 29 touchdowns, Dubs, in three years. Uh, now, granted, that was Russell Wilson throwing him the ball. Uh, he won't have that kind of luxury here uh, this year. But I do think, listen, you got to pay somebody, right? You can't let Metcalf go because you and I both know what will happen. He'd end up going to the Rams would figure out a way to sign him. Uh, San Francisco would figure out a way to sign him. So uh, I, you had to sign him. Good for him. Uh, the guy is an absolute beast. Uh, the big question to me is, okay, uh, and I've always said this, Dubs, the wide receiver doesn't make the quarterback. The quarterback makes the wide receiver. Will he be the same guy uh, with uh, Geno Smith or Drew Locke throwing him the ball? Uh, that remains to be uh, seen here, but kudos, well-earned uh, on DJ Metcalf's uh, contract. Yeah, you've got to imagine whatever he did last year, Joe, his chances are not improving with Geno Smith or Drew Locke at the helm. Uh, bad news for Tampa Bay yesterday. Ryan Jensen, uh, 31 years of age, the center for Tom Brady. He's enforcer. He's protector. He goes down. Not good mm. news for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers just trying to get their training camp underway, Chuck. Yeah, tough. I mean, really, really uh, tough. And that's uh, big news here. Uh, not good at all. He is a guy that uh, has been there, uh, and he has been the protector. Uh, he has been the uh, the captain of that uh, offensive line since Brady has uh, gotten there, been to the Super Bowl, obviously. Uh, tough loss, not something that's easily replaceable for a 31-year-old guy. Yeah, the Buccaneers also picking up Julio mm -hmm. Jones this week. When we come back, who's ready to hit a couple of dingers here? A bit of baseball Ooh. on a Friday. Joe Ranieri dubs us in the morning after. Let's go. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back into the morning after Dubs S and filling in for Benny Stevens alongside my good mate, Joe Ranieri. Joe, we're going to talk a little baseball and one of the hottest guys in the league, Shohei Otani, was sensational again last night for the Angels. Uh, they couldn't get the job done. The Rangers winning 2 to nothing. I took the unders on Otani, Joe. I mean, I wish you were here. You would have talked me out of it. 11 strikeouts. This guy is the real deal. But how can he be staying down there? In Anaheim, Joe, get out of there. Go somewhere where you can contend. What is doing? So it, it's interesting. Another just ridiculous um, performance by him, right? 11 strikeouts yeah. last night against the, the Rangers. 
Uh, there were people actually hesitating about taking that over eight and a half strikeout prop last night because they're like, ooh, I don't know. It's the red. Like, what's not to know? The dude throws a 100-mile-an-hour fastball that moves, and then he backs it up with a slider that falls off the... Like, what are you... There's nothing ever to say about him other than whatever his K-prop is, look at going over. I don't think they can place it uh, high enough. Having said that, the game starts last night, and Texas opens the game with three straight singles. Back-to-back-to-back -to -back -to -back singles, right? Bases loaded, nobody out. Uh, Otani uh, shakes his head and goes, yeah, enough of this, and strikes out the next three guys, strikes out the side, so no runs. He did give up a solo shot there, but I think the real story here is what we are hearing about possible maybe trade uh, destinations uh, for him. So there is no doubt that it's going to be very tough to keep Otani. He's making $5.5 million here, Dubs. Think about that. Five and a half million dollars is what he's getting paid. Um, he basically saves you a roster spot. You're getting two players for the price of one right now. That is not going to last, but how much more of this farce are we going to uh, play along with the Angels right now? They did say, though, if somebody's going to pick up the phone and be interested in trading for Otani, I do think uh, Soto's going to have a lot to say about what that is going to cost somebody because soto in all likelihood is going to be gone in the next week right whatever yeah. soto gets whatever the nats get for soto that is going to be the starting point if anybody is going to pick up the phone and call about otani you're going to have to go above and beyond whatever uh soto uh, brings in the marketplace in a trade situation so i think the angels are just like listen wait till soto signs don't even call us unless you're willing to go above and beyond what they get for him and it's going to be plenty five and a half million dubs that's what he's making that's this year that's a lot of change, Joe. Uh, the trade deadline fast approaching August 2nd, mm. so hopefully a bit of movement here in the coming days. Speaking of movement, Joe, I mean, Otani, mm -hmm. Juan Soto, if they land at a different uh, ball club, that changes everything drastically. But keeping it in line with the Aces, um, you look at Otani's odds there for the Cy Young in the American League. What's he at? 12 to 1. It's a fantastic number. McClanahan, who's not out on the mound this afternoon, Plus 155, big Manoa. I mean, he's throwing diesel. Verlander, what, what a career renaissance he's having. Justin Verlander there with the Astros at plus 260. Who stands out for you in this market, Jar? Well, Don't McClanahan you get has been... Uh, no, no. Well, you know me. I can't even bother to look there. Uh, it's kind of... Uh, it's actually... It's kind of crazy because I thought Verlander was a lock two months ago. Uh, McClanahan has had a nice uh, season. Don't get me uh, don't get me wrong. He's I don't know how Tampa keeps doing it. They keep finding these monster lefties. Um, you know, Glass now. Then he got hurt, and then of course now uh, it's like okay, McClanahan comes right in now, and Tampa is no better off or, or no worse off. So uh, I love him, but. I don't know, man. A guy coming back at his age, Verlander doing what he's doing. I mean, he's back to the point, Dubs, and we forget this. There was a stretch there over the last, oh, I don't know, decade where when Verlander pitched, whether it was for Detroit, uh, whether it was for you, whoever it was, like whenever he pitched, you were always going, yeah, that's uh, probably a good chance there's going to be over in the K-props. Uh, there's also probably a chance I'm running, I'm laying the run line with him. Uh, and that's where he's at now, and he's no spring chicken, and he's coming off of surgery. 
and he is back to pre-surgery uh, Verlander. Uh, hard to me to look anywhere but him right now at this thing. Not taking anything away from McClanahan. I think Otani is more in line for the MVP than he is for the uh, Cy Young, uh, but hard to argue with him as well. But I think Verlander, it's his uh, to lose. Uh, let's just leave it at that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what, what's Verlander leads with wins, 13 wins for the season, the American League. McClanahan, best uh, 1.76 ERA. So we like Oof. that, Joe. Let's look at a couple of uh, wildcard contenders uh, out there this afternoon. The Guardians taken on the Rays. Uh, both teams have, have been middling around the pack there, Joe. They need a couple of wins to keep it hot. We got Bieber. Bit of, bit of Shane Bieber fever in your life. Four and six, but he starts 3.55 ERA taken on. Jeffrey Spring, but who's going to be leaking this afternoon here, Joe? The Guardians at uh, even money. The Rays are your favorites of minus 118 at home. Projected total at six and a half. What are we liking? For me, maybe I'm going to have a dabble with the overs for this one, Joe. Oh, good luck, uh, Dubs. Here's the problem um, in this game is that Tampa Bay can't hit water if they fell out of a boat. Um, this is one of the worst <laughs> offensive teams that we've seen in a while. Now, granted, they've had some injuries. They've had things like that. I do think it's fascinating because we've heard a number of reports over the last week that Bieber is available, um, which I find fascinating. The trade deadline is going to be uh, Tuesday, August 2nd. But between this could be his very last start. Uh, for Cleveland here if they in fact uh, pull the trigger and decide to uh, to cut with him but uh, he's been really really good again this year he's throwing he's not throwing as hard but he is absolutely placing the ball where he wants he's got the off-speed stuff uh, working and for a team like Tampa who's having a hard time scoring runs and manufacturing offense I would much rather them go against somebody throwing 98 miles an hour because you can probably hit the fastball and get out of it. I don't know that they're going to be able to hit uh, the off-speed stuff here that Bieber is uh, going to be bringing to the table. The Guardians have had their issues offensively this year, but the total is what, six and a half? Dub seven, yeah. six and a half? Six and a half, I yeah. think it's that way for a reason. I, um, I do think maybe a first five under might even. Okay. I think this is a one-nothing game going into the sixth inning. Yeah, one of those. Uh, let's turn it to New York, Joe. Uh, the the Royals taking on the Yankees. I mean, Aaron Judge last night, he was fantastic. Getting it done late in the game there for him. 39th home run of the season. One of the best in the American League taking on one of the worst. You've got Chrissy B taking on Garrett Cole. 9-3 and three for his starts. 3.09 ERA. Uh, the Royals, obviously, they're struggling along. I mean, to talk about making up the numbers at 3-1. to one. Where do you look for value here, Joe? Even... Uh, the old run line there's a lot of juice uh, minus 182 for there do we leave it alone where we get involved so here's the uh and by the way condolences to all of those last night that laid the run and a half with the yankees <laughs> ouch yeah, that hurts, ouch. That hurts. Uh, yeah yeah did not see that uh coming there a one nothing game and uh, nothing nothing in the bottom of the ninth like you got to be kidding me uh but uh i don't know that we're gonna get that here uh cole his last start i believe was saturday it was last uh weekend 
and he wasn't great. He was a little rusty. Four runs. Uh, he gave up nine hits, six innings. They lost to Baltimore on Saturday, so he's looking to uh, to make a statement coming on back. I do think now might be the time. If you're going to bet this at all, look at the uh, run line uh, and maybe lay that half a run in the first five. Both bullpens got a lot of play here uh, yesterday, so maybe anticipate uh, Cole and uh, Bubich uh, going a little bit longer than uh, than some think. But I think the Yankees laying the half a run in the first five, not a bad way to look. Yeah, love to see it, Joe. We've got a couple other games now. I'd love to get your thoughts on when we come back from the break. And I mean, this is the business half of the Major League Baseball. This is where it gets interesting. This is where it gets exciting. This is when the contenders, contenders can become pretenders. The pretenders, they need to make some moves, Joe. Trade downline approach it. Keep it right here. The morning after, mm. Dubs S and Joe Ranieri. Get Friday started. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back into the morning after. Happy Friday. Getting the weekend started right. I'm Dubs Anderson. That is Joe Ranieri. The dynamic duo is what they should be calling us, Joe. Having a good time. Back in winners and giving you the winning edge. That's what it's all about here on a Friday. We keep it with MLB. A couple of big games uh, coming up here, Joe. I want to get your thoughts on the Twins taking on the Padres. The Padres making a lot of noise uh, with some potential trades. Maybe down there to San Diego. Uh, Joe Ryan on the mound this afternoon for the Twins taking on Blake Snell. One of your favorites, Joe. Blake Snell, yeah. two and five for his campaign, 4.75 ERA. Uh, two teams still in the hunt here. We're going down to San Diego. What do you like the look of? The Padres minus 118 favorites on the money line. Oh, Blake Snell never met a walk he didn't like. Uh, so uh, the <laughs> Padres, uh, it's interesting here because the Padres are... Uh, they're in a total nosedive here, uh, Dubs. Yeah. Uh, they are, uh, they can't hit. And also, their bullpen is in shambles. So in the last 27 games, they've only won 10 here, uh, Dubs. And their bullpen has blown, I believe now, um, a, uh, a real record-setting situation because the Twins' former closer, uh, Rogers, is now uh, got traded to the Padres, and now he was supposed to be the closer uh, for the, uh, for the uh, Padres here. The problem is he's got over a 8 ERA in his last 22 games. He's blown six of his last 17 save opportunities, including uh, two on Tuesday and Wednesday, as well as three last week. They are in taunt. They can't get any bullpen help. They can't hit. Now, Tatis is expected to be back next week. That's what they're saying. August 5th could be the return of Tatis Jr., which would help them anything what you and I might help them in this lineup here uh, score some runs but you mentioned Joe Ryan the rookie I like this kid I like him a lot uh, they're coming off a uh, didn't have a game yesterday so they got some rest um, I can't trust this bullpen I absolutely cannot trust the offense to be able to get it done not to mention dubs 
They're not great at home here. That being the Padres, you think the Padres would have uh, a pretty good, uh, you know, advantage there being at home, but they're not. They're just 25 and 21 at home this year. So not great. All signs to me are pointing towards uh, Joe Ryan here. Uh, I think the Twins get it done, and given the bullpen issues of the Padres. Yeah, I would look at uh, I would look at the Twins getting it done in the full game. Don't trust the Twins bullpen all that much, but let's be realistic here. The bats of the Twins much more reliable than uh, the bats of the Padres right now. Ah, uh, you've you've sold me, Joe. I'm all in on that one. Mate, let's talk about one of the hottest mm. teams in baseball right now, coming off uh, a fresh series sweep there, the old Subway Series. Mm. The Mets taking on the Marlins uh, NL East matchup, if you will. You've got Bassett taking on. Sandy Alcantara. I mean, this guy has been fantastic, Joe. Big Sandy, 9 and 4, 1.81 ERA, 133 Ks for the season thus far. The Mets are the hottest in town right now. And I don't mind that opening number. Minus 124 on the money line. Is that is that decent going up against Sandy? Can, can the Mets give him a bit of trouble? Uh, listen, Bassett versus Alcantara. Let me think. Uh, yeah. Oh, you got to be kidding me. Of course, that's a great number, and it's an even better number, I think, in the uh, in the first five situation. So, um, yes. Uh, until otherwise, um, nothing that Alcantara has done, especially in the month of July, uh, in which he has been absolutely phenomenal. Uh, 1.24 ERA. Uh, his ERA uh, is even less than that in his home starts uh, this year. He has been nothing short of amazing. As you can see the odds there, uh, at minus 175 for the Cy Young. So basically, if he wow. doesn't throw another ball the rest of the year, he's basically done enough to secure the Cy Young Award. He has really been, it's kind of old school, Dubs, you know? You can guarantee eight, nine innings out of the guy. Like, he doesn't want to give it to the bullpen. He's just like, let me out there, let me finish it. We haven't seen that kind of durability with a pitcher in the National League in a long time. I think the DH helps that because you don't have to pull him early because you need somebody to, you know, to go to bat for him and you got to pinch hit for him. Uh, but they're also not done, the Marlins. They're only five games out of the wild card spot. As crazy as that may seem, they're only five games out of a possible uh, playoff berth here for Mattingly and company. You want to give me the Cy Young favorite at plus money First half, um, yeah, no, I'm good. Uh, yeah, give me Alcantara to get it done. Give me his over on the uh, strikeout props. I don't even look what it is, but I'm taking it over. And yes, uh, I do think uh, Miami is going to be a giant thorn uh, in this series at home against the Mets. So I do think you might even want to look at that series price and <gasps> take the plus money with the Marlins to win this series. Don't, don't get me excited with plus money on a Friday here, Joe. I mean, look at these numbers for the Mets. What do you make of the Mets? Obviously, you think they're going to end up against it this afternoon, but they have been the real deal. I mean, Mad Max Scherzer, he is fantastic. You throw DeGrom mm -hmm. back into the mix here. It feels like a few of these teams are sort of separating themselves from the pack, Joe. You look at the odds here uh, for the NL East. The Mets are minus 210. The Braves at plus 170. What do you make of the market for this one? 
Yeah, I mean, it's uh, the fact that you can, it's so amazing, right? This is split down the middle. I think we can all agree that the Phillies just stick a fork in them. It's been nice. They almost blew that game again last night, dubs the bullpen. I mean, if I'm Wheeler and I've got an A2 lead going into the ninth inning and then I watch my bullpen give up five runs to the Pirates, I'm throwing up right now. But I do think there's just not enough the Phillies can do. Um, to overtake anybody on that list, the Braves or the Mets. Uh, at plus money, the argument can be made that, yeah, uh, the Braves are going to do exactly uh, what they did last year. There are a lot that think the Braves are a better team this year than they were last year heading to the, uh, the postseason and eventually uh, the World Series. So at plus 170, what do you think, Dubs? You said you like that, uh, that plus money. What do you think? Uh, Braves to overtake me up. the Mets? I'm with you. Sign me I'm up. Sign me up. Mm -hmm. Plus money on a Friday, baby. What about the ALL Central here, Joe? Uh, the Twins up top of this division. But I, I guess you could argue this is one of the tighter races. The Twins, the Guardians, the White Sox. Mm -hmm. uh, the White Sox in third place. They're just three games back. None of these teams uh, seem to be on a winning streak, all coming off losses. What do you make of these numbers? Uh, the, the, the book sort of reflects how, how tight the race is. The White Sox up top plus 130. The Twins at plus 140. You got the Guardians and then the Tigers and Royals. I mean, just put the cue back in the rack, boys. The season's done. I, I, I listen. Light a match and start from scratch. Like blow the whole division up because uh, the White Sox have to be one of the most uh, disappointing teams all year long. Here, uh, the fact uh, and a lot of that has to do with mismanagement. Larusa, I'm talking to you. Uh, injuries have played uh, a role. There's something not right with Giolito, uh, guys. Uh, Lance Lynn is now on the mound today, taking on Caparillion there for the A's. But the problem is, who thought the White Sox would be chasing to be 500 right now as we approach August? Um, they were supposed to run away with this division. So I do think uh, Minnesota is not going away. I don't think you can sleep on Cleveland. But I've just about had it with the White They're running out of time, Dubs, to turn this thing around. I don't know that they can. They should be better, but they're not. So you don't make money on should be. Uh, I do think uh, the Twins and the Guardians are uh, two teams at plus money in that division. You can't discount. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, when we talk about the National League, everyone knows it's the Dodgers. They are the team to beat, I guess, across all of oh. baseball right now. Joe, I know you'll agree with that sentiment. Let's talk about uh, NL Central here. The Brewers <laughs> up top, the Cardinals yep. in second place. And then there's a significant drop-off here to the Cubs, the Pirates, and the Reds. I mean, I can't believe the disparity in Major League Baseball, Joe, with the good teams and then the guys just making up the numbers. It feels like there's only real, you know, six contenders who could legitimately win the World Series. But talk to me about these numbers. The Brewers, uh, red-hot favorites here, minus 210. The Cardinals at plus 160. I'm not even going to waste my breath on the Cubs, Pirates, or Reds. What do you make of those? Yeah, no, though I do like those plus numbers uh, that uh, the Brewers <laughs> yeah. have been red-hot, Dubs. Uh, absolutely, what, 5-1 and one since the All-Star break here now, and uh, they're getting a little healthier. Woodruff's back. I believe Peralta is coming back to solidify that starting rotation again. We know about Devin Williams and Josh Hader at the back end of that bullpen, uh, but they're starting to hit. They do strike out a ton, but they're starting to get some big hits. Big game today, 
They swept to uh, interleague against Minnesota, right? Now they got to take on Boston, who is also going the wrong way. The Brewers have to win the games they're supposed to win, and they will easily win the Central. And when you got Woodruff going up against the rookie Bellow, yes, it's Fenway Park, uh, but yeah, no. Um, I think the Brewers uh, are going to coast here in the second half uh, and pull away from the uh, Cardinals, who will have all sorts of pitching and uh, bullpen issues on that team. Can't trust the Cardinals, but I do trust the Brewers to do what the White Sox should have done in the American League Central is run away with this division. Yeah, love it. And before we get you out of here, Joe, I don't know if we're going to have time to touch on the World Series odds, but who is the team to beat and why is it the Dodgers? Well, I was, you know, don't sleep on the Cubs. Uh, no, I'm only kidding. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah, it's going up. to be, yeah. You never know. Uh, it's going to be, I think the rich will get richer. I think uh, the Braves, the Dodgers, the Yankees, or the Astros, one of those four teams is going to win the World Series. Hey, big shout, big shout. Dropping dimes on a Friday morning. Joe Ranieri, Dubs Nesson here on the morning after. Joe, this, this is what I need in my life because I may not see you for another couple of days. I'm going to get those World Series futures tickets in. The Dodgers, baby. Let's take it to Sharp Ezra. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back into the morning after. Time to talk a little basketball. There was MJ and Scotty. There was Kobe and Shaq. And now on a Friday morning and the morning after, Coach James Young and Dubsy breaking down the WNBA. I've said it once. I'll say it again. The schnazziest, the biggest snack on the Sports Grid Network. Coach, happy Friday. Thanks for making the time. Man, Dumpty, you're buttering me up. Don't even try it this morning. You just had Ranieri. I mean, the hair on Ranieri like a young... You two should be sponsored by Herbal Essence with the hair that you two got on your head. Meanwhile, I'm coming with the baldy, but I try to dress to impress. Hey, you're always looking classy, and that's what we like about it, Coach. Mate, let's talk WNBA a couple of weeks out from the playoffs here. Uh, eight teams go through, and, and Coach, it's not necessarily four from each conference. Uh, it's going to be uh, the, the eight best winning percentages, if I'm not mistaken and right now in the eastern conference we've got the sky sun mystics up top the western conference the aces storm and the mercury i guess uh the big result there last night sue bird um arguably one of the greatest in the game a bit of a farewell uh tour if you will heads back to connecticut w was it good enough for her team the storm but uh what'd you make of that one the sun uh winning 88 to 83 I actually thought, Dubsy, that this game was going to play to the under, which was at 159 and a half. But a lot of offensive firepower last night in Sue Bird's last game. Music being people that Sue Bird is from Middle Village, New York, Christ the King High School, and played for Gina Oriema in the same backcourt with Diana Tarazi. They had her fail world tour when she played in Phoenix a couple of nights ago. But last night, this game was about offensive firepower. Both teams shoot over 45% from three. Both teams had five players in double figures. 
you know, for the storm, we got to look at Tina Charles starting to acclimate herself a little bit like the Liz Kane Page uh, situation in the Sparks in regards to uh, a separation between her old team with Tina Charles would be the Mercury going to the storm, playing relatively well. Connecticut clinches a playoff spot with the win. There are two games up on Seattle in the third place spot, but you wonder, Dubsy, do you want the three seed or do you want the four seed? Because I still think the number two seed right there, Las Vegas Aces at 28, who just beat the sky for the commissioners a couple of nights ago, may still be the best team in the WNBA. Yeah, that's big. Uh, I'm looking at the Mystics here, third place of the Eastern Conference, uh, beaten past the Wings last night, 87 to 77 coach. And, and the thing I love about WNBA uh, betting is that it's it's on all the other nights, right? When we're, we're running love other sports, you can get involved with the WNBA. And I feel like you either hit the overs by a substantial amount or you, you're seeing a score of like 50 to 54. So you either win hard or you lose hard. Talk to me about the Mystics and the Wings last night. And are the Mystics worthy of being a threat here at the business end? They are a threat to be at, you know, Dubsy. And, they're, and I think they're usually like the fifth odd right now. I think they're in fifth place overall in the standings. Um, but it, this is a case of two teams, Dubsy, going in opposite directions. Mystics after the win, seven and three in their last 10. You know, the Dallas Wings going the other way and three and seven. Interesting thing last night, Dubsy, big win. It was over by the half, but no Elena Della Don last night. They still got... Five players to double figures. And it's one of these things where Dallas right now is clinging on to dear life to, for the eight seed right now in the playoff race. But they got three teams behind them within two games. Atlanta, who's struggling. New York, who's struggling. And Minnesota, who's up and down. So it's going to be a fun stretch to see what happens in that eighth playoff spot, spot along with the, the seven and the six, because all those teams are kind of grouped together. Yeah, love it. And I guess uh, big news uh, big news coming this week, Coach, was uh, Liz Cambage, uh, the Aussie four-time All-Star with the Sparks, came here this season uh, amongst, uh, you know, uh, not, not the best locker room player reported before coming here, but Derek Fisher says, hey, that could be the piece that makes us a genuine contender here i took a slice of the mercury last night minus five on the spread there they won 90 to 80 but what do you make of the sparks chances i mean when liz is on arguably one of the best players in the league but i mean what's going on she walked out on the australian national team got in huge fights there before the olympics now brings it here apparently on saturday she was blowing up that they weren't giving her the rock enough she's not happy that she didn't get the right jersey number i mean not good enough coach no, no, and, and, and L.A. has been uh, a problem all year, Dubsy. Let's be quite honest. Derek Fisher, who you just mentioned before, got fired earlier in the year, GM and the head coach. Now the Liz Kane Page situation. The crazy thing, Dubsy, is they're sitting in the seventh spot right now. Yeah. They're holding on for dear life for a playoff spot in the WMA playoffs. They're tied with Dallas right now, both at 12 and 16. But when you talk about this game last night, I mean, I mean, Dubsy, let's just keep it real. Diana Taurasi with a 30-piece, and she's 40. I mean, this lady was cold-blooded at what she did last night. And I'm going to tell you something, Dubsy. The Phoenix Mercury are really, really dangerous 
if they get into the playoffs here and when they get in the playoffs, Diana Taurasi has scored 23 points or more in her last four games. Her and Skylar Diggins-Smith is as good of any one-two punch combo. So even though they're 13 and 16, got to remember the whole Brittany Grider situation has been a distraction. First year head coach at the Sandy Bortello left to go to New York Liberty. They're starting to find their way there in Phoenix. And if they get into the playoffs with Tarasi and Skylar Diggins, whoo, watch out, because them ladies, they can get some buckets. Let's get down. Let's talk about the sky. Coach, uh, the top of the Eastern Conference this evening, taking on the Liberty, currently in fifth place. What, 10 and 17 for their season? Do you have a bit of a lean here? You've got to imagine uh, the, the skull make easy, you know, light work of this one. The Liberty plus four, 10 underdogs, and it's at that number four reason, Coach. Yeah, I mean, it's at the, it is that reason. But the last game, the Liberty beat the sky the liberty are a funky okay. team folks because they can look really really good in spots and then they can look really bad in spots the key with the liberty is is, is their turnovers and here's the thing the liberty give up 84.1 points per game and the chicago sky score at about 86 points per game so if you're looking at anything tonight in this game i would look at the team props and look at the Chicago Sky to go over 87 and a half points. New York Liberty is trying to push the pace. They shoot a lot of threes. They lean a lot on Sabrina Nescu. I'm a little worried about that total. So if you want to take either thing, I would go with the Chicago Sky over their team total points of 87 and a half. Or if you can find it, look to see if you can get a first half play. First half play right now is... You know, it's 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 minus three ten. So look to see later on if they give you lines on FanDuel for a first half spread. Look to take a look at that. If they give you player props, look at Candace Parker to rebound like a mad woman, like she did in the Commissioner's Cup final versus the Aces. Love it, Candace Parker, a name to watch. And coach, I feel like it's a pretty competitive season. You know, we're two weeks out. We've got five, six teams who are really bunched up close together. And that's what we want to see in the playoff race. Uh, you mentioned Candace Parker. Throw out a couple more names, potential MVP candidates uh, for us, Coach, to keep an eye on as we approach the playoffs here. Brianna Stewart, Wilson. Who else you got your eye on? I, I, I love I love the way Asia Wilson has been playing yeah. uh, lately for, you know, the Las Vegas Aces. She's scoring at a lot higher of a clip. You know, she's up to 19.4 points, 9.7 rebounds, 2.1 blocks so she's really playing at an extremely high level right now and i think that's someone that you want to take a look at you know she's uh, uh sorry fifth in the league in scoring second in the league in rebounding second in block shots so look at her the issue that you may have with asia wilson is the fact that kelsey plum her teammate kind of may offset her getting 20.1 points per game uh, which it sits her in the third spot, leads the league in three-pointers made per game at 3.1. So that's another person to look at. Uh, if you start to look down the column a little bit, Stewie's been playing really well, 21.1 points per game. Their team is sitting in that 3-4 spot. I think if you start to look at the numbers, and, and right now FanDuel doesn't have the championship odds up, but last time I saw you had a the the aces and the sky were basically tied for first, and then you had about plus four ten. You had the Seattle Storm. 
I really like what's going on in Seattle. And I really think that Tina Charles is giving them that added dimension of a post-scoring presence to go along with Brianna Stewart, to go along with Sue Bird, to go along with Jewel Lloyd. So they definitely have something there in Seattle where I think for the value, they may be the team I would look to win the WNBA title. Yeah, and, and Coach, when we talk basketball, WNBA, I, I mean, the big item we've seen uh, this season, Brittany Griner, who's currently still detained over there in Russia. Uh, the U.S. government put together a trade proposal on Wednesday afternoon trying to bring back Brittany to the States. What are you hearing on this front, Coach? And just to put in a, a bit of perspective here, a lot of the uh, American basketballers in the offseason actually go and play in Russia. Is that right, Coach? That is correct, Dubsy. People have to realize, folks, that the WNBA players do not make a ton of money in the United States. A lot of them do go over to play in Russia, some of them earning anywhere up to seven to ten times their salary in the in their, the leagues overseas in Russia, in China. So they, some of them do go overseas and play there. That's part of the reason why Brittany Griner has been detained um, unfairly, as we all have known. You know, obviously, the Biden administration stepping up their efforts, uh, trying to negotiate an agreement to bring on Brittany Griner and another uh, hostage home, uh, which would be great uh, for the WNBA. There's, they've put a lot of pressure, Dubsy, on the Biden administration the last month or so. I think the ESPYs and their performance of talking about BG may have kind of put that last step to really get Biden on board. So hopefully, BG comes home really soon. Yeah, I mean uh, that that image we've got uh, of the uh, the arms deal that they're trying to send back to Russia that that looks like Ted Lasso, and it's unfortunate, coach, that we have to put all this pressure on the government to make such a ploy. I mean, Brittany Griner, we got to get it back here to the states. We'd love to see it back uh, on the court, one of the superstars of the game. So, uh, yes, sad stuff, but of course, um, you know, it's it's been a huge talking point. So, Brittany Griner, we got to see her soon. Who is the team to beat, coach? Playoffs, couple of weeks away. If you could only bank. On one, who are you riding with? I mean, if you want to go chalk, you got to think the Las Vegas Aces are the best team. You saw what they did in the Commissioner's Cup. Beat them down the sky. I think they're they're that. If you want a value play, look at Seattle. Okay, and Dubsy coming from LA, we've got no more Liz. Our season's over. Is this correct? I can throw out the, the futures ticket I had at 100 to 1 on them. Poor Derek Yeah, you, you may. I mean, you're in the West Coast. You can't use as this fire you know, the firewood started, but I, I would put that in the garbage. I think that thing is done. Love it, coach. Well, you know, I asked the hard-hitting questions. Are we going to the beach club on Saturday? And what is the first drink uh, of the afternoon? Dubs, you you know, coach. Listen, before that, the Shades and James show, betting above the rim, 8 to 10 a.m. I'll do that. Then down to LBI. And I, you know what, Dubsy? If I can get there before noon, it's a Bloody Mary. If it's after 12, oh, coach, we're rolling oh, oh, oh. with a margarita. Don't get me excited, baby. Coach James Young here on a Friday, the morning after. Play more when we come back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
Welcome back into the morning after Dubs Essen filling in for Benny Stevens. Getting the weekend started right. We've already had a couple of great guests talking a little uh, baseball for this evening's action. Of course, Coach James Young talking WNBA. We now turn it to NBA. It's time for buy or sell. Kevin Durant and Jason Tatum hitting the clubs together. So what's your thought? Is Kevin Durant going to make the move to Boston, to the Celtics? I mean, look at this photo. Everything suggests the two of them, hand in hand, arm in arm, wearing a couple of swanky outfits out at the clubs, having a couple of Diet Cokes, a couple of sodas, if you will. For me, Kevin Durant, I think he's gone. And I mean, why is he out there posting photos like this? This is not like it's a candid um, you know, Giorno Paparazzi, who's just got the two of them walking in, uh, you know, back inches of, of the club. This is well lit. It's the two of them locking arms together. They look fantastic. Could this be the dynamic duo the Celtics need to go one better for the upcoming season? Does Chase and Tatum really need Kevin Durant? I don't think so. Does Kevin Durant need them? Yes. He's a cat. He's scared of hard work. He doesn't want to go back to Brooklyn and face the music. He doesn't want to go back with uh, my, my man Kyrie and Ben Simmons. Tough work is not an option for the Slim Reaper. He wants the easy way out. And what a legacy he's tarnishing. This guy is the best basketball player on the planet. That is a fact. He's better than LeBron James there. I've said it. But KD, you continue to disappoint me by taking the easy path forward. I want to see him go to some battler organization and take them from missing the playoffs to a championship contender. That would mean more to me and would say more about Kevin Durant. Too busy on social media making up fake accounts and trying to troll people. This speaks volumes of the headspace that KD is in. I'm absolutely buying. He's going to Boston. Him and Tatum pairing up. And, of course, they're going to be unbeatable. They're going to be tough-ass. The, the rest of the league are up against it. KD, you're a sellout. Go to Boston. We don't want to see you. Keep it right here the morning after. Happy Friday.